Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we are doing something different. Well, For those of you that are here, we'll I'm doing something to get all together new to me, and frankly, I love it. Every time Baron picks his nose, you'll get to see it. Every time I turn bright red, you're gonna see it. Yeah. There he goes. He's going. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh, not quite. Not quite. I don't want to start too soon. Yeah. What are you doing to me behind my head? It, well, no, it was a nose thing. Nothing. It was nothing. a nose thing. So, uh, it was totally a nose thing. I don't trust him. <laughs> now about to be something. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, don't, I think that's a pretty good life philosophy. <laughs> I not trusting Varen. That's do I not don't trust, trust Varen. Any of you? Well, no, you can trust Varen. Just, 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 just not with. Let me repeat. I don't even know how to finish that sentence. I, do not I trust, trust you, Varen, as, as a friend. As a friend, I trust you, but. I do not trust any of these dungeon crawler boys. All right, it's probably a good thing. Good thing. You got me stuck. So, Dan, what are we doing today? So, we've got, uh, for those of you that are watching, and those of you that are listening, yes, that means you can watch. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, we have Jared, Nick, and Garrett on with us to talk about some of his awesome, amazing books, because, let's face it, they're awesome, and you should read them. Oh, yeah. I really agree with that. You should tell your enemies and your friends and your yes. neighbors and your children. And I, uh, I'm now an independently, fully independent author, uh, doing my own stuff, charting my own course, and recording my own audiobooks. Yeah, which is awesome. That's cool. It's awesome. a lot of fun. That is yeah, really yeah. a lot of fun. Do you do all the voices too? I do all the voices. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And it's the author voices. See, that's what I appreciate. Because, yes. I mean, our actors like get to put their own little spin on it. And you can hear the director like kind of telling them what to do. But when you're the author, you know these voices. You yes. know these characters. Literally, you've created them. Mm-hmm. They're your universe. So, like, mm-hmm. The bad guy in my sci-fi series, the one I'm recording now, he's been in my head for years. So I'm, he's a little Donald Trumpy, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> He's also, he's, he's a lot of bad guys rolled in one. He's a lot of fun. I've been trying to get that voice in, out of my head for a long time. So many political statements. So many political statements. I have to be, I have to be good. Let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the weather. Sorry. It's been stormy, hasn't it? Hasn't it? And it's smoky in the valley. In yeah. Washington. It's been very stormy in Washington. Wait, I did, oh wait, that's, poli- that's political again. Um, <clears throat> very smoky in Washington. Fact, wait I'm sorry to bring us there. The villain is a lot of fun. I can make you um, either hate me or want to not be friends with me anymore after my earlier comment, but I just barely listened to my first audiobook. You did? Congratulations. Did. Which, what was it? Um, Don't so say Ready it's Player a, One. What? Don't say Ready Player One. <laughs> no, actually, it was a series by Cinda Williams-Shima. She just came oh, out. She's with, great. She's fantastic, and I didn't know she had come out with other books. Oh, so very I good. had, and my friend Leg gave me her Audible account. And That's nice of her. Yes, it was oh nice gosh. of her, and I got to listen to The Sorcerer Air, and oh, it was fantastic. That's great. And the fifth one, which escapes my brain. Hmm. But yes, those were my first audiobooks. I, I am an audiobook um, illiterate snob, I guess. Well, there's only one way to go. But I have to say this. More. those The voices of the person were not the voices I always had in my head. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah, that's like every audiobook. Because it's difficult. It's difficult. You're going to know who I'm talking about. Leander Hastings, I've always thought him to be more British than they had him. Huh. And deeper. Like, wow. I picture Clive Owen. Tasty. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I mean, Clive Owen, he's a... <clears throat> I like oh, he's yummy. So, I'm, I, <laughs> no. I hear Bronson Pinchot. He's a... Oh, my. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot does Larry Correa's um, Grim, Noir, Grim Noir series and uh, for audiobook, and I'm trying to be like him. I want to be as awesome as Bronson. Uh, he's, his oh, my gosh, I love are, him in Quest for Camelot. Well, Bronson, he's who who knew he would become basically the best audiobook recorder of all time. He's he's fantastic. And also Oliver Wyman who does Larry Correa's Monster Hunter Monster Hunter oh, series. Yeah. Oh. He's off the charts amazing. And so I listen to them and I'm like, okay, here's where I'm screwing up. I'm I'm gonna be more like Oliver for this next chapter. It's great. I I I'm having a great a great time with it. 
so much fun. Nice. Awesome. Sounds so, like a lot of fun. Are yeah. we are we talking about a specific book today? Or well, yeah. So I, Dan and I, we chatted about what books we should talk about. I, I released a book. Um, wow, like three months ago now. My, it's my sixth book, and it's book two in a series called The Guide and the Sword. It's called Usurper. Uh, book one is called Laconi. You can pronounce it however you like. Um, <laughs> I, pull, I believe in the R.A. Salvatore approach to how to pronounce things. He doesn't say how to pronounce it, but it is drow, everybody. Yes. It's drow. <laughs> they changed my life, those books. Um, but Laconi and, and Usurper, these days take place in a, a speculative Mesoamerican world. Um, Laconi's book one, it looks a lot like kind of your basic vengeance book. But it's not. It, it's it's very. It reads like a Tarzan meets um, maybe Conan the Barbarian meets Goonies, and so there, now there that's is that's a combination. Yeah, that's a combination I get behind. There right is there. a I vengeance to it, but the, but but the main character Laconi, by the end, he's got to decide if he's going to be an agent of destruction and vengeance upon his own king, or an agent of change because he's discovered the real truth about his own family. Um, and then book two breaks open. And book two is very strongly influenced by Avatar, The Last Airbender. Which is one of my favorites, as everybody knows. For the first time, and I'm like, that's so cool. Um, and you, so Usurper came out uh, some months ago, and it's done. Okay, it could use a lot more reviews, everybody. Yeah. So, so for all those listening. Reviews, the lifeblood of all uh, authors. I can, yeah, I, I have a class that I teach about um, self-publishing um, and why reviews are important is a big part of it. It's an Amazon algorithm. I mean, I worked for Amazon for three years. I talked to the people who ran a lot of the advertising. I was in the advertising group. Um, And 15 reviews minimum, or you're not even seen as an actual product. No. For real. For anything. Books, any product. 15 15 minimum, or even your ads are basically a waste of your money. Really? Absolutely. And then if you hit 25, then Amazon's algorithms say, oh, you're not only a real product, you're a product that people are using and liking. Uh, and, and there's hey, enough dynamic stuff. Yeah, you need to get to 25. And I'm not there because I don't know how to get freaking reviews. I know. It's, and they, it's they have so many I weird constraints. They're going to take gonna reviews. I'm not going to lie. That didn't come across as appropriate in my brain. And it seems like they remove ones that aren't verified purchased now on the reviews. That, that does seem to be one of the patterns, but they're very opaque in their reasoning behind removing reviews. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. As for these books, let me just make a quick plug for the artists. I had um, Carter Reed do the cover for Usurper. Carter crushed it. Yeah. And the original cover... It's a nice cover. It's fantastic. The original cover for Lacona was done by my old publisher. Um, I have a new cover that I'm not selling yet because I have about 100 copies of Lacona that need to get sold. And it was done by the publisher and it's good, but then Mikey Brooks did the cover for... uh, the new cover for Lacona. Nice. And it also is fantastic. I'm very excited. For those of you that don't recognize Carter's work, because looking at the new cover... He, he draws a lot of zombies and yeah, he does. deadites and <laughs> he other does. things. Mm. So if you see him at a, at a uh, convention, he will draw you as a zombie. For, for a small a fee. fee. Yeah, for, for a small a fee. fee. I have really evil plans paid. for that hey, if we find him in September. Yeah. Yeah, he does have to eat. He, he's got family. He's got yeah. kids. And, yeah. Does that mean he prefers brains? Um, to eat brains? Maybe mm. monkey brains like Indiana Jones. Maybe. I think everybody enjoys a good brain as far as like communication, but maybe not for a snack. Yeah, I'm not a warm bodies guy. I'm yeah. not going to have a pocket full of brain and snack on it throughout movie. the movie. No, no, no it's not for me. 
So that that actually does bring up an interesting point because um, I I'll read books like all the time like I'll Great. go to the library pick up audio books okay I'll admit I'm a, I'm an audio book uh, I'm a cheater um, it's not a cheater <laughs> it's, it's not cheating it's a great it's, wonderful it's new channel using your, your there you go it's not time cheating. wisely it's I may have to go back wise. to audio books instead of Netflix documentaries at work it's but, the only way to I'll get through distance effective use of resources yeah. I'll listen to these books and I'll read these books mm-hmm. but I won't actually review these books which is scary to me <gasps> because Scott! like well I just see this and I'm just like, well, you know, it's a good book. I enjoyed it, but I don't actually go on Amazon and review the books, which is kind of okay. tragic. Well, I well, can say that for aren't. like Harry Potter because there's got to be a million out there. But what about the little indie books? See, and like these wow. new ones, especially if you know yeah. a small author, you know an author with a book. Do I know any small? I don't know who. Who, yeah. who, who, who would I? Who would I? Who, Until who, now, who I, I never really, even, so I never even we realized. We are you. We are visually shaming you. Yeah, you gotta let me finish my thought. <laughs> I'm just saying. I never. Until now, I never even realized it was an important thing to do. Yeah. Critical. Um, Absolutely. Because most of the time, I see. Oh, do you want to review this? And I'm like, Do I have time? Is it worth my time? Or, Knowing that it's actually going to yeah. provide I'm somebody so else besides another person who's like, do I want to buy this? I don't care whether you want to buy it or not. Yep. It actually influences sales quite a bit. Well, it's pretty and, big. And, and ultimately, like that will determine if more of your favorite author's books will get made, will yeah. get yes. written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, it's exactly. It's just like, well, and publishing has changed so much now that they're not even doing like book tours anymore. No. I mean, I was talking with Bob Salvatore, and he was like, yeah, they don't send me out on book, he book call, tours. He calls R.A. Salvatore Bob. Sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't go on book tours anymore. He goes to a convention to cons, now and yeah. then, but not very many yeah. even. And Is that because Dave Butler's paying for his own. Yeah, and, and Dave Butler, he pays for his own to and go to And combines business, tra- business teaching with it. It's, yeah. I can't believe but the amount of travel it, that's he just, does. That's just not something they do anymore. And no. everything is on like, like or James social Patterson? media. Like even like Patterson? Yeah. Uh, well, Patterson's his own imprint now, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys, they're it's not. the only big name I could think of. Yeah, so, that's okay. Some bigger guys do get sent on tour because, um, well, so, some some new authors who they feel like are really going to really hit the list yeah. and stuff, like Angie Thomas, they're going to send her around to try to build that up some more. But the publisher knows in advance if they're going to hit the, the you know the big time list yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. So then they put the money behind it. Now for us, we have to do it ourselves. Yeah, we're, crazy. We're, we're not a Sanderson or Korea or. It, there's no minimum people. word count, really. I mean, I guess it's a ten word minimum word count for reviews. So you can actually have a review done in a minute. Yeah. Um, if, especially if Amazon sends you an email. Review the frickin' book, man. <laughs> um, you can click on the link. You're there. You type it up. Ten seconds later or a minute later, depending on how fast you write, you're done. And you well, give it some stars. You put a star right? and you put get undying good book. book. And yes. You don't even have to put good book. You could put a little smiley face emoji as long as well, there's characters in there. Yeah. The Potentially, other thing yes. I would say. Yeah. Although Amazon might remove the smiley face emojis for... Yeah. For, for most things. The Amazon okay. does go through and, and, and cut out the bad stuff or the not useful stuff. I had somebody go through and review several of my books and I'm like, why are you being so evil to me? <laughs> These really short, terrible reviews like this is not worth your time or your money. And so out of curiosity, I mean, your authors don't, it's probably a bad idea. But I did anyway, okay? <laughs> you contacted him. No, I checked, I, I checked out who this was and I, re, and I saw like 10 reviews over one week where they were just in a grumpy mood or something and they had, they were all terrible 
I'm like, this guy's trolling everybody. Yeah. And so I, I contacted Amazon, and they got rid of the reviews, which was nice. Oh, I mean, nice. I don't care about my star count, but that's a crappy review. Yeah. And it doesn't do me any good. I hate trolls. Well, the thing trolls. I would say... Not talking it, the movie. Haven't seen it. I'm talking don't the... You're going to trolls. leave a negative review. At least make it constructive. Yes. yes. Please. Oh, my gosh, yes. Please. Because I, 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 have, I have a one-star review out there, and it's just bad. I mean, it's just... The guy, I can tell, did not even read the entire Dude. book. Dude, for real. And it's like, why did you even leave this? For real. Yeah. Lacona, I mean, and Yusuf, these are a fantastical, speculative Mesoamerican world. Some dudes yes, yes, like, can we talk a there are more horses in it. In Mesoamerica, there were no horses. That's what fantasy is, my brother. Yeah. Seriously, Wait, man. somebody seriously said that? Yeah, this is not accurate to Mesoamerica. Dude, it's just informing the world. I love Last of the Mohicans. I love Apocalypto. So it's in there, man. It's so silly. And then, oh, my debut. Somebody wrote, read my debut, and it's a, it's a novelization of my strange childhood in a cult. And somebody read it, and it's a novel. And they said, I wanted an expose on Scientology. <laughs> Guys, this is a novel. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. You're, it's sorry, sad you're some people not. don't realize the fantasy between the reality anymore. Well, Novels no, are fiction. A lot of people do. Novels are fiction. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. Newsflash. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, and... It is. It's weird. People, like, they're expecting stuff, and it's like, this is fantasy. I can warp it, twist, and manipulate this any way I want. Well, Even look at Dave Butler's book. He's taken early America and changed it into this fantastic world that doesn't exist. It wasn't all that long ago. There was a huge following on the Internet of people who were all sorts of all sorts of mad at a really old photograph of Steven Spielberg I next to the oh, yeah, next too. to the Triceratops. Yeah. Really old there. photo, and it. everyone was all, "Hey, aren't these things almost extinct?" Fantastic! Yeah. I can't believe they would shoot this endangered animal. I, know, I love how we try to get off the life, political, uh, and yet we got back on the political with fake news. Well, oh, oh it's just political. amazing. This is this is so people much just this is mass people well, being stupid. They're flat earthers still. Yeah. Well, I mean, just real quick. I mean, we're not. <laughs> I realize that, and they're, the they're stupid. I'm sorry, too. Flat they're flat earthers <laughs> around the world. Yeah, they're flat earthers. People who believe it's <laughs> actually flat. There are there are people yeah. that believe the Earth is actually Even flat. Even Galileo and, didn't think the. And, and there is this 1500s. giant ice wall that prevents us from falling off. What do they think it's about so, global warming then? The, global warming's a myth. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I, it's not. I. I what it, happens when you fly over the ice wall? Do you just show you up on the other side fly, of the ice wall? You can't fly over the but ice they, wall. Well, it's too high. But they, but they did. But here's the I question. Know. I know. This was where Amelia Earhart went wrong. She right, hit the yeah. ice wall. She's still falling. She's <laughs> still falling. Well, and I, I've watched several of these videos, and this, you know, these videos are like, have they not looked at a photo of the Earth from or, space? Or my personal they don't favorite. Care. It's all a hoax. It's all a hoax, yeah. man. Have you not looked at the horizon? It curves. Have they the ever not of, flown on the plane? Is, because the most planes have their tracking now, and you can see when you go over the Arctic. I know. If you go that I know. Way. The funny. mental gymnastics are significant. Hollywood yeah, can do amazing things, yeah. Mackenzie. Sure can. Yeah. But besides that, so they can't do a Superman movie. Selfishly, I actually want to know. Let's say, let's say, because I'm I'm the outsider. I. I try to read a lot, but I'm catching up on a lot of books from my childhood. Same. So let's say that I'm a complete ignorant person who has never actually heard about the Guide and the Sword series. Yes. Can you give me a rundown of the first book and maybe a light summary of this directing? Oh, Without easy. spoilers? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, like for our beginners, because I'm sure yes. people are, yeah. I can. I'm still mad at you the, guys. The Guide and the Sword is uh, a three-book series. First book is Lacona. It's been out for a couple of years. The second book is Usurper. It's been out for a couple of months. The last book is Red Prince. It'll probably be released in January. I was shooting for the fall, but it's not happening because I haven't written it yet. Um, Lacona uh, is about a young man who, the opening scene is him running through the forest 
trying to get to his village because he just saw a raiding party headed for them. Ooh, and he also knows they're from the king. Uh, and so he, he fails. He gets left for dead, wakes up, finds his whole village destroyed, including his family, and his sister, Alrona, has been kidnapped. And the rest of the book is him trying to cross the continent to slay his own king because his own king is a jerk murderer. But on that journey, he encounters assassins, a very wonderful young lady who he falls in love with, uh, gets very well, sick. Is she an assassin? No, she does have a very important part to play, but she's not an assassin. Aww. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It's my no story. Mara Jade. Um, and it's, um, I love Mara Jade. Mara Jade. Oh, boy. So, crush is everywhere. So then he, as he's going on this journey to kill the king, he actually also discovers there's a lot more about his family than he realized. Um, and he lives in a world where there are two nations that are always set against each other. And one is his nation. The other is the usurpers to the north. And um, he... At, uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers. If I say any much more, it'll be a spoilers. But he, he does have a showdown. Um, the king does not survive the showdown. And I'm not going to say whether or not he kills the king, because maybe he doesn't. But the book ends on almost a literal cliffhanger in which Lacona jumps off a cliff. Oh, jeez, that's fantastic. <laughs> and then um, book two opens just a couple weeks later. He's with uh, some people who have helped him, and they're chasing after the really big bad guy. And um, new things have been revealed. And Usurper has a lot of a feel of, like, uh, you could say an ensemble Conan and Tarzan book mixed with Goonies and Avatar The Last Airbender. You see, you see, see, I hear all that, and I get excited about it. Now, can people pick up just the second book, or do they need to read the first first? Well, you could, because since I'm publishing my own books, I actually have at the beginning of Usurper, previously in Lacona, a whole section co- on that. Awesome. Um, but why awesome wouldn't guy. you support him by buying the first well, book, Well, no, no, no. It's just, it's just sometimes I want to know the well most said. recent thing that's out. Yes. And then I want to go back. And um, then read them all again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yes, you could. Absolutely. There, there's, you, you would wonder a couple of things. But, yeah, as a, I mean, as, when you write a series, you have to do some sort of recapping. Mm-hmm. In my case, I totally recapped the whole thing. But also in the novel itself, I recapped it a little bit. Um, I'm getting some Aragon vibes. Uh, there's a bit of Aragon, except um, it'll be a lot... Uh, a lot like Apocalypto um, in Last of the Mohicans. But I have seen Last of the Mohicans. I have not seen the other one. Last of the Mohicans is fantastic. Apocalypto was a lot of fun. It's a Mel Gibson it Another movie to the list. Um, and I will also add, there's a very quiet magic in book one. It gets a little noisier in book two, not much. And in book three, it, um, it becomes significant because this, is, this series, the Guide and the Sword series, is the first series in a larger series called The Guardian's Succession. Um, <gasps> And it spans generations. So this mm-hmm. takes place in an ancient Mesoamerican world. The second series takes place in uh, the Old West in Utah Territory, and I've written the first book for that already. And then the last series takes place in modern Iowa. Now I'm getting nice. Now I'm getting Assassin's Creed vibes. It's so much fun, man! It's it's a. This is the kind of book you read if you want to have a great time, stay up late, and say, "Dude, that was awesome." Just because it's it's action packed, rollicking, swashbuckling fun. Him, I trust right. when it comes to keeping me up late. You three, not so much. I will keep you up. We late. keep you up late just for a totally different reason, which you'll find out about later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In this month's cinematic damnation. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. So uh, you're wishing you would be around. Just a side note. Maybe. Maybe. So Carrie uh, Carrie Russell has been casted for episode nine. Carrie uh, Russell has. As yeah. in Felicity. Why? Yeah. However, and her, the code name for her character is Mara. <laughs> Excuse me. Carrie Russell as Mara? Oh, no. I'm so, I think Carrie, Carrie Russell's fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's amazing in, like, um, The Americans. Yeah. 
enjoyed you know her for okay, the five yeah. minutes she's she was in Mission Impossible. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed her yeah. in the five minutes she was in Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. That's so, true. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, her code name will, for her character is myself. Mara. So we could see one. a Mara Jade show up in 9. I am still making that costume. Which but would be awesome, yeah. Leia is somehow in episode 9. Well, they're using a bunch of unused footage from number 7. Could it be flashbacks, please, though? Because... I don't know how they're going to do it. People but got to die and stay dead. JJ is great. We don't at talk doing what about he does, that. So I think still. he'll he'll incorporate spoilers? it really well. Really well. No. It's not spoilers. Okay. It's not spoilers. I'm still sad about my princess. Okay, that's okay. You can always get in. Well, I mean, the actress is she's a, she's a fantastic yeah. person. Yes. So. I like and I like stories in which people too. die. And and I'm excited that well, I'm excited that she'll still be on screen. Now I'm scared of your books. Oh, uh, Laconi has a bit of a body count, and Usurper has a serious oh, body count. Now that you said that, I am totally scared of your books now. I, you should be. I, I think I killed like 300 and something people in my second no, book. I, people were just dying left and right. I know why I wasn't I don't one do of a lot them. of war. I do, I do. So I, 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 Ari Salvatore influenced me very strongly. Uh, the way he writes action, especially the, the, oh, the Drizzt fight scenes, yeah. are fantastic because he obviously knows it. Knows that reminds business. me yeah. of that meme that goes around where it says, oh, you love this character? Just wait. Yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones, right? But um, So the action and fight scenes in my books are very martial arts influenced. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, So they're I actual real. A little bit, yeah. And so there's... Um, so the, the fight scenes are much more intimate than any kind of grand scale wars. But I write death scenes pretty well. Sweet. Uh, there's an emotional impact for dying in you my see, books. You say pretty well. That doesn't mean good things for us who follow. No, no the point is to make you say, aww. Well, the, the point is for you to go have your, your heart crushed when a character bit. dies. So, you see, the point, you have the sentence, the point is to have your heart crushed. That does not get Scott excited. So, you know so that glimmer of hope you woke up with in the morning? <laughs> we will crush it. Yeah. We, we're going to put that light out. So I believe in... Li- Making sure that my readers are breathing properly mm-hmm. throughout the books, but very quickly and quicker and quicker. And then the times they're allowed to breathe on their own speed is when people are dying. Well, so does that mean I should get a, some Xanax? It's, it's important to have an emotional Maybe. attachment. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. And so if, yeah. if a character died and you're like, well, I don't care, well, then the author hasn't really done their job. So the main characters really should win. in that book either. I still haven't story. recovered from Sirius Black, and that's been a so here's, you know? Oh, it's been a long time. Uh-huh. This, no, it's been 15 years. It was been a, that's a long time. Yeah. I believe in heroes that win, though, yeah. even if there's a major cost. My yeah. heroes win. I mean, the one thing that taught me that it's actually valuable to have a, a, a main or a lead character of your story die is uh, Dragons of Winter Night uh, from Dragonlance. Um, so Martin Dude, White and Tracy Hickman, it's when they more. killed Sturm, Brightblade. You know, he's up on the parapets. So this whole book series, the heroes are just getting away yeah. over and over. They, they get out by the, the, the skin oh, of their necks. And then there's this scene, he's up on the parapets, and this person that's actually one of their friends, which has gone to the dark side pretty much, like st- stabs a lance straight through his chest, killing him. I remember reading that, I mean, you know, it was back in junior high, and it's like, what? Because I had never seen, or even in any of the books, the hero a hero die. Right. And it's just like, whoa. That stuck with you. Yeah, and, you know, and then a few years later, watching The Cowboys uh, with John Wayne, and then he dies in that movie. You know, That's and true. John Wayne always lives. And then seeing that, it's like, wow, heroes can die, and the hmm. story yeah. still progresses. <laughs> Uh, I like heroic deaths. Yeah. It's been 28 years since I read those books. I read those yeah, books all in one year because I'm like, oh my gosh. I know they're amazing books. And then, but I, it's been a that, long time. Now you can't even find them. But, it's right. right. It's true. It's true. So for everyone out there, go pick up these books. 
there it is a great book. Uh, support uh, Jared in his writing because well he he doesn't have a publisher he is the publisher and he leave is the marketer he is the everything but leave a, that, leave a review for any book you read if it is going to be negative be constructive but definitely leave a review because those reviews Please. actually help oh authors gosh, that's what helps sell the books that's how, what helps fuel things on Amazon yeah. because that's where a lot of the stuff goes now it's, it's my main platform I tried to do an ad for you super just as an experiment it's it failed completely. Yeah. I have to have 15 reviews minimum before I can do an ad. Yeah. Uh, so you guys need to, to help out with that. Yeah. Plus they're fun to read. I oh, mean, yeah. come on. A little bit here. Kick back yeah. a little bit. They're cheap. I mean, especially if you're Larry. Larry trolls his reviewers like crazy. Larry does? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, my goodness. That's Larry. He, he, Who's Larry? Larry, Larry Korea. Korea. He does Monster Hunter International. So, like, if he gets a bad review... So, and some of these are really bad. Like it seems like they didn't even pay attention to the so, book, and he just so they're just trying to throw a, a yeah. bunch at, at Larry. Yeah, and, and, and it may be people that don't like Larry, but well, uh, there are, there are a few of them. There are a few, but that's okay. He's a nice. Yeah, you know, uh, this is what really helps authors get their books out and fuel things. So yeah, and maybe some of us can be not, you know, doing day jobs. Yes. <laughs> before too long. Or, or this can be our day job. Yeah. Eventually, actually yeah. creating yeah. worlds for people. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, new worlds for you to escape to. Yeah. So, because yours is no good. <laughs> it is how we pay the bills. <laughs> so we got to wrap this up, folks. Great. So, uh, real quick, I just want to plug uh, thank, special thanks to Heighten Global uh, for giving us a nice little set today. Oh, yeah. uh, if you guys want some either amazing travel discounts or uh, great weight loss products, they have both. Go check out their website at heightenglobal.com. Check, check out Jared. Message <laughs> Jared Garrett. Supporting stuff. And uh, with that said, we'll catch you next time. We're out of here. The Immortal Works Flash Fiction Friday podcast wants your story. Win a pass to Fan X and hear your flash fiction story performed live. Hurry, time's running out. Deadline is August 23rd. For contest details, visit immortal-works.com.